The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. Hello and welcome to Who Knew and Review, a podcast from the Galactic Network. Now this is the first Who Knew and Review of 2017 and I admit I have been away for a short time. Yes, Christmas, dashed ear infection, it sort of stopped me wearing headphones. So I did record some things, but I couldn't vouch for the sound quality as I couldn't hear how loud I was. Shut up. What do you mean, the quality? Hey. Uh, so hopefully, we can begin the new year looking forward to the new season. So let's begin, first of all, I suppose we should, with a review of The Return of Doctor Mysterio. Now, the review is going to be similar to how I've reviewed Class, and I will get round to doing the last review, the one of the last one of the series. I'll begin with a synopsis. I'll list some good bits and bad bits, most Whovian bits. I'll give it a rating out of TARDISes. So it'll be out of five TARDISes, because I believe that is fair. Let's get down to it, shall we? In New York, with brain-swapping aliens poised to attack, the Doctor and Nardole link up with an investigative reporter and a mysterious masked superhero known only as The Ghost. Can the Doctor save Manhattan? And what will be revealed when we see behind the mask? Now let's not beat about the bush here. Doctor Who doing superheroes could, probably should, have been terrible. It should have been car crash Doctor Who. It should have been absolutely shocking. But it wasn't. Now, okay, I admit some of the effects in The Return of Doctor Mysterio are a little bit ropey and... The episode was not entirely free of other inconsistencies in character. I mean, you know, would mild-mannered Grant really refer to a woman he's known for 24 years as Mrs. Lombard? You know, I mean, there's been a wet blanket and there's been a wet blanket. You know, what about how many shoals evil scheme to annihilate capital cities and waiting for world leaders to come running? It's flimsy, to say the least. Absurdly flimsy. But hey, I don't care. I mean, you got to remember, this is crucial. It, this was not a parody of superhero movies or comic books. It had a little fun with some of the tropes of the genre. And even the little, little jabs are in good humour. I mean, you know, what happens when you get bitten by a radioactive spider? That's right, it causes vomiting, hair loss and death. Well, yes, it would. You know... I really, really appreciated that little Spider-Man reference. Largely, it's pretty uncynical tribute to the types of films and stories. I mean, the opening shot renders the events of the episode uh, as a natural comic strip. It sort of echoes the better ideas in Ang Lee's ambitious but misjudged Hulk to a rooftop interview date scene you know it's it's straight from 1978 superman and if you don't like that 
then then uh, then you're wrong. Uh, you're so wrong. You're wrong, more wrong than a wrong thing on a wrong day doing wrong things. The return of Doctor Mysterio wears its affections on its sleeve. It's wisely not dancing around its similarities to the Superman story, but instead it addresses them head on from the off. It's not, I mean, it's not a secret stroke of genius, but certainly Matt Lucas shows a little more nuance here than he did in Last Christmas. Um, his little sign-off where he makes a, a touching vow to look after the Doctor. And that's a sort of promising development, I suppose. Nadol does work as the light relief to Capaldi's sort of severe, harsh Time Lord. But he's more than that, and he needed to be more than that to, to sustain. I mean, Nadal's not the only familiar element here. Stephen Moffat employs his old tricks of having the Doctor insert himself into a person's life at various points. He did that with Clara, he did that with Amy Pond, he did that with um, Madame du Pompadour. The story pacing of this, well, it... it felt right the, um, the the story itself was rather amusing and encompassed the genre well um, referencing old episodes of Doctor Who was poignant and well if the trailer at the end of Christmas special is anything to go by then we need to get rid of winter because spring can't come soon enough because series 10 looks off the charts awesome so what was the good bits well this is subjective because it was all good and saying things are a good bit or a bad bit is is highly subjective anyway. But for me, the good bits, personally, was the drawing glasses onto Superman and the quip I've already said about Spider-Man. Sort of, I, I'm hoping, fan-pleasing DC and Marvel fans alike. And I like that. I like that they did DC and Marvel. It would have been too easy to... Um, ignore DC thanks to Batman versus Superman but no they did and they took it ahead on and I thought I was really quite charming so the bad bits well you see I, the bad bits are really I mean it's it's hard to pick one because I said it it I thought it was all good I suppose uh, in sometimes the storytelling was convoluted but shut up the episode was damn near perfect, and I think you know that, and I know that. The whole episode felt Whovian. It wasn't what is the most Whovian bit. It was the whole episode felt truly Doctor Who. It was daft. It was serious. It was weird. It was funny. It was serious again. And so... It's all looking good for Series 10. <laughs> I'd heartily re recommend this uh, episode with a darn near five TARDISes out of five. But you might think I'm biased, and I get that. I do a Doctor Who podcast, of course I'm biased. So why not listen to Brad, one of the hosts of Alien Invasion, to gain a review from... I mean, he's a true co comic book nerd. He's a proper comic book nerd. But... Um, as his pick, he used, uh, from the last Alien Invasion, he used uh, the return of Doctor Mysterio, and rightly so. Um, you can't get much more alien than the Doctor, and I know, I know if you listen to his, then you'll like it. You might like it as much as I do. Anyway, let's have a little advert, and then we'll be back with some news. Hauntings. 
sky sounds, parallel universes, monster sightings, the New World Order, ghost ships, urban legends, mysterious radio broadcasts, and secret government facilities are just a few things we've talked about on Weird World Weekly. Listen to find out what's next. Go to gncasts.com slash weird to listen. Find out more and subscribe to the podcast that discusses the paranormal, mythological, conspiratorial, unexplained, or anything else we think is a little strange and out of the ordinary. Also, Matt's continuing search for turkey recipes. It's all on Weird World Weekly, part of the Galactic Netcast network of shows, also available wherever you listen to podcasts. So let's have a little bit of news, and I'm sure by now you've taken your first look at the Series 10 trailer. It features the standard gallivanting through time and space, but also introduces us to the new companion, Bill. Very good stuff. She likes chips. Who doesn't like chips? Now, Nicola Walker has been a Doctor Who companion since 2014. But if you only stick to the TV series, you might not know it. The BAFTA-nominated actress plays Livchenka. Who? Well, she's the assistant to Paul McGann's Eighth Doctor in the popular Big Finish audio plays. And she said she's keen to continue with Doctor Who on audio. The unforgotten star said she's absolutely no desire, though, to cross over into the television version, which I think's a shame. Sticking with audio, did you check out the Demon Quest on the BBC Radio iPlayer app? It's one of the best Tom Baker audio books, and it was free, free for using the app. Now, the BBC Radio iPlayer app, when you download stuff, it's time limited. Bit of a shame, but that's just the way it is. Anyway, uh, from time to time, the BBC like to put out the audio dramas. If you follow me on Twitter, that's WANR underscore podcast, I can keep you in touch with that sort of thing. Now, did you know there's a plethora of all sorts of goodness available on the newsstands and bookshops? Doctor Who magazine issue 508 is out. Uh, It's um, Titan Comics. Uh, The fourth Doctor Volume 1 is out. And a highly anticipated sort of Douglas Adams book, The Pirate Planet, is also out. There are three recommendations. I've put a link in here to blog to who site so you can have a link in their latest news section. They've got links to all of the things. There's no t- no need to overlink these things, is there? Is there? Is there? Now, this is something which appeared on the site Wales Online. That's Wales the country and not Wales the animal. I've been asked to stay on and I haven't made my mind up about that yet mainly because I don't want to have to make that decision I'm trying to avoid it the greatest influence he says will be how good a time I was having Doctor Who takes a lot of time but it's a wonderful use of it now that's a quote from Peter Capaldi we're meant to believe that he hasn't made his mind up whether he's staying or whether he's leaving leaving it a bit late isn't he I mean I thought we'd know that by now personally I think we've got him for another year and I really hope so, because he's rapidly become one of my favourite, favouritest, favourite doctors. All links, show notes, whatever, they're all on uh, online. If you just click the show notes, have a look, see what's what. I post them on my website as well, 
but I'll put links directly there. For some reason, it's easier that way. Many thanks for downloading this podcast from the Galactic Network. We have so much to offer. Maybe it's horror or adventure gaming. Perhaps you just like to listen to a couple of nerds geeking out. Well, if that's the case, then visit gncasts.com. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com. And have a good poke around. You'll be surprised what you find. Maybe you'd like to chat to the hosts. If so, then why not sign up to our Slack channel? Or simply you want to tell us what a great job we're doing. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. It's time for the A to Z. Indeed, it's time for the A to Z. And where where are we up to? It's just as well I keep note, isn't it? The monster this week is the mighty Jagrafess from the episode The Long Game. Although the planet of origin is mm, unknown, and the technology is, well, sort of absent. The mighty Jagrafess of the holy Hadrasasasic... Hadras... Max... Um, the Jagrafest was a gigantic gelatinous creature similar to a slug in shape, sentient, and its only known methods of talking seem to consist of growls and screeches. It has a lifespan of about 3,000 years, sharp vicious teeth, and several vestigial eyes. Its metabolic rate, however, means it has to be kept at low temperatures to survive. The Jagrafess itself was a pawn of the Daleks, part of the stratagem spanning several hundred years. After its death, the Daleks went on to other stratagems and renamed the satellite uh, the Game Station. So that's the holy uh, Hadrajasic Maxorodinifo. Oh, really? And I thought... I thought that was, uh, yeah, we'll go with the Magic Jagrafess. But there we go. That is the Mighty Jagrafess from the long game. Giant slug thing, lived in a space station, got too hot, exploded. Hey, that happens to us all, right? How about a touch of class? Indeed, a touch of class. This is for the last episode in the spin-off series, Class. The way the review works is as follows. I'll begin with a synopsis, the good bits, the bad bits, the most Hoovian bit, and the most notable things that I thought. And I'll give it a rating out of five TARDISes. So the synopsis for this one. Facing an impossible choice, our heroes must use all they've learned to save Earth. But how far are they prepared to go? And will they have to pay a price? Unable to recover from the truths they have faced, the gang has splintered. Liberated from enslavement, Quill prepares to take her revenge. But they must reunite. When the Shadowkin return, raging a ruthless, relenting war. Resolute to claim April's heart and Charlie's weapon. Caracanus threatens to kill their families until he has what he desires, and their friends must fight to prevent him. This time, not everyone will get out alive. 
the good bits from this episode is the morality of this episode but the bad bits are real spoiler alert April is an actual shadow yeah she's an actual shadow she turns into Karakinus oh it's just stupid the most universal bit is the morality of would we be any better killing the Shadowkin and that's a very good point but my musings here Ram's dad well he didn't deserve that I never particularly liked Tanya's mum all that much but April's mum again well she doesn't deserve that Quill does get all the best lines however and I do like a triple lock door and uh, I quite liked kick-ass Quill even though spoiler alert she's pregnant which I don't mind but really WT what that's how it goes right um so the governor's sort of control time it's I mean it reminded me a little bit I suppose of the white and black guardians or maybe someone known hey maybe it's those naughty time lords um right now I'd probably give a cake to know hmm Poor Ram, though. He doesn't catch any breaks, does he? And right at the end, we get that little little tease of a weeping angel. And the show ends, and everyone is orphaned. One of them is an actual alien, and the lamest Doctor Who villain arrives. That's right. Lamest. Yes, weeping angels. Lame. Ask me why. Why don't you tweet me? at WNAR underscore podcast and ask me why I think they're lame or drop me an email tardis at gncasts.com is this the British Buffy? well it was 8 episodes and very little character development it seemed hastily cobbled together this particular episode receives an extremely generous 3 out of 5 TARDIS the whole series itself hovers near a two and a half to three TARDIS was I impressed no when it comes on if they get another commission will I watch it yeah probably not anyway that's all for this week I'll be back next week don't forget to click subscribe and all that sort of malarkey that Dave keeps telling me to do for now toodle pips this has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to gncast.com. That's g n c a s t s dot com.